Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Are you very excited about the five days of Christmas or the 12 rules of Christmas, as one paper has dubbed them? No, I think I'm feeling a bit (laughs) Scrooge-like, unfortunately. Well, I just think, I mean, a lot of people were very worried, you know, Christmas wasn't going to happen at all. Uh, The reality is the government has had to bring this in with actually all four administrations across the UK agreeing at the same time, because, of course, so many people have family in different parts of the country, not just different tiers, but different uh, countries within the United Kingdom. Um, Pretty much people had said, I mean, they were going to meet up with family and friends anyway. Um, So their view was sort of, we are going to have an awful lot of mass rule breaking. It makes things look very difficult. It's better if we actually just allow people to meet. Was a talk of possibly four households, but it's three households. If you know people have got a divorce and they've got children, and if you're in a bubble already, you can meet up. So actually some households will end up being more than that. People can travel across the whole of the UK. Um, you can you can hug. You can if you're in tier one, you could go out as part of one household, uh, but but you can't in tiers two and tier three, which where most of us are going to be. Um, so it is it is sort of freedom to see your family members, but in a very, very specific and constrained way. It is. And I mean, you know, it's one of those situations where in my personal situation, it doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't actually make that much difference. You know, if, if we want to have um, if I want to see both sets of parents and my parents are divorced and grandparents, I'm going to break the rules somewhere along the line. Yeah, because you're not um, allowed but... to go from... You can't meet a couple of households on Christmas Eve and then have a different couple of households on Christmas Day. Yeah, and I, I don't necessarily think that's the problem with the rules. I can't think of any way to make the rules better. You know, they're going to be bad and they're going to disadvantage somewhere, someone somewhere along the line. Um, but it is disappointing to sit and go, oh, well, you know, what am I going to do? Can I see my mum and my dad but not my grandparents yeah. you know do I have to leave my auntie out it's yeah. you know I mean, this, this, is, normally be, this is the difficult sorry. thing isn't it is, is that you you know lots of people have got you know quite complicated families again even if you've just got more than two or three children and the adult children have got their own kids and their grandparents and and you know lots of people have got families where actually everyone gets on very well and you've got lots of random grandparents from lots of disparate parts of the family and everyone meets up that's not going to happen people are going to have to sort of effectively bubble off um, I mean that makes sense and I think most of us look I I think a lot of the lockdown rules are, are ridiculous. I've made that very, very plain on my show for quite some time now. Um, uh, and I think that we should have more advice 
uh, rather than rather than rather than rules, rather than uh, telling us from on high, so we can make we can make um, our value judgments about what is it, what risks we are willing to take and and what sensible thing we would do. Now, whether or not I would, if if I was you know planning this the sort of big Christmas we would normally have had with the family, whether I would go ahead with that or not, even within the law, would be a different matter. Like, would that be safe for all the relatives who were in their late seventies or not? Surely the thing here is that. Um, you know, people who think that we should absolutely obey the law and absolutely, you know, we should all obey the law. Um, this is going to free them to do what they would like to do within the law. But there are an awful lot of people who think that it's not just the law. It's just it's you, you literally cannot be in the same room as someone without getting the virus. I mean, people who are just totally and utterly um, uh, you know, completely well, zero, zero, zero risk at all times uh, and are totally siphon themselves off from society. Will those people be willing to meet up on Christmas Day? Because it seems to me that's a little bit hypocritical. Because surely if you think that it's terribly unsafe, you can't possibly meet up with anyone at all. Why would you suddenly think it's safe on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and Boxing Day? Yeah, I think that's very true. And I think actually, Julie, there are some people who won't do that because they are so scared of it. But for people like that, you sort of worry how they lived their ordinary lives pre-coronavirus. Yeah. You know, crossing the road must have been uh, a completely terrifying but, um, but prospect. But in a way, I mean, it's easy to mock. But, but actually, these people have been terrified out of their wits quite deliberately by the government. Yeah, that's very true. And the government needs to acknowledge that actually when this is all over, and hopefully that'll be sooner rather than later with all these vaccines coming online, they're going to have a real problem getting most people back to normal. You know, some people like you and I, Julia, will be desperate to get back to normal. First and run out night. To every, every restaurant that will have us. I'm planning um, my first party already. I'm serious. <laughs> But quite a lot of people will stay very cautious for a very long time. And that is going to have an impact not just on the economy, but also on society. Yeah, I'm all for people carrying on washing their hands. If there's one thing I want to continue from this is, could people just wash their hands more often? That includes my teenage daughter. Um, uh, so I'm happy with that one to stand. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm desperate to get back to, to the, the old normal and not a new normal, I have to say. Um, and we take the risk with our, with our various bugs and coughs and colds and the like. Look, we are. We know there are going to be the doom mongers saying, "Come January, we're going to have a massive spike." Yeah, yes. Yeah. Do you know what? We will because people are going to be mixing more. However, uh, we have a spike every every single year. We will see deaths go up in January because deaths go up in January every year from a whole variety of different causes, particularly a respiratory disease. Others. This is a fundamentally a respiratory disease. We are going to see this. Do you think there's an element where actually an awful lot of people are are, are getting to grips with the idea that look, this is an endemic disease? learning to live with it. Yes, there's going to be a, a vaccine, we hope, very, very soon. Um, and therefore, we should make sure that the, the very vulnerable should be, you know, protected those extra few months. Um, but that other people will, especially after having five days of freedom over Christmas, will actually say, you know what, I'm getting back to some semblance of normal life, whether the government likes it or not. Now, it may be that the government is opening up a can of worms for itself. Yeah, I mean, that's very true. And I think we can already see, you know, the beginnings of that in this second lockdown, because it's nothing like the first one. No. You know, uh, it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't look the same when you go out on the streets. You see the, the amount of people, you know, when I nipped the food shop yesterday was roughly equivalent to what it would have been in late September anyway, especially when you factor in it's November and it was chucking it down. Yeah, but of course, there's nowhere else for people to be. I mean, that is the reality. That's I got a, a, a tube home in London yesterday and my and certainly for the last half of the journey, it wasn't a single soul in the carriage at all. Uh, OK, it wasn't rush hour. It was 10.30 in the morning. But even so, um, let's talk about the other big event. What should be 
the biggest event of the week. Rishi Sunak, the Chancellor's spending review. Lots of pictures of him looking very dashing, wearing a rather strange combination of a shirt and tie uh, done up and a hoodie uh, at his desk uh, preparing his spending review. Uh, we know some of the things he's going to announce in terms of uh, of, of, of money, but we know you know defence money that's already been announced and we, and we know uh, some extra money for spending on schools and the NHS. But we've also had announced overnight £4.6 billion pound programme to help people back into work. This is going to be crucial cash, isn't it? It is. It really does depend how it's spent, though, because, you know, we saw earlier in the pandemic um, some desire from the government to put it into sort of job support schemes and, and paying businesses to take on new employees. That doesn't necessarily drive the kind of job creation that is sustainable in the long term. Where government needs to focus its priorities is is cutting costs for businesses when it comes to new hires, you know, and national insurance contribution freeze, for example. I don't think that's the sort of thing we're going to say today because it's a spending review you know it's not it's focused on spending not taxes um but you know the government should resist the urge i think to just throw money at the problem and hope it solves it well but they've already thrown an awful lot of money and this is the day of course when we're going to find out quite how much money has been thrown at it when the office for budget responsibility is going to give its uh it's it's sort of not just what it's going to talk about you know, where we actually are on government figures and indeed the forecasts um that is when we are going to get the full cost of this pandemic and crucially the full cost of the lockdown policies uh in their all black and white glory we are, and uh, I'm concerned that people are just going to dismiss them and say, oh, well, you know, it was a pandemic, it was an emergency, these things had to be done. I mean, I do agree with that to a certain extent, especially, you know, in March and April and the first furlough scheme, I think that was the right thing. Um, but that doesn't mean the money doesn't have to be paid for and just dismissing it as, oh, well, you know, it needed to happen. That doesn't make the problem of this money needs to be paid back go away. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's already quite a lot of people being quite clear on left and right that um, tax rises certainly now is is not the answer, especially with borrowing so cheap. So there does seem to be some sort of agreement across the uh, across the corridor, across the aisles on on, on that issue. But um, this is well, this is sort of the start of the point where Rishi Sunak stops being Mister Father Christmas, doesn't he? Starts being Scrooge. We are going to see. Um, some very, very difficult economic times ahead. I mean, the, the the Resolution Foundation think tank, who we speak to often on this show, say they think the central forecast will show a permanent reduction in GDP of 3%, so equivalent to £1,000 ahead. I mean, uh, if, frankly, I mean, look, we often hear about reduction in GDP, look, people you know, losing money. We, look, we're not going back to the 1970s. I mean, it's something we can all cope with, I think, but it's the, the damage will be permanent. It will. And I think, to be fair to Rishi Sunak, he has been quite clear about this and he has been quite clear about this since March. Um, you know, he knows that that his uh, moment in the sun of, of saving the British economy is only going to last so long and the tough times are going to come. And I think it's good that he's been honest about that. But I think it's going to hit home a little bit harder today with the rest of the British public. Yeah, uh, it, it is certainly. But again, I, th- I wonder if you actually look at you know, what people are actually looking at online. People are rather more concerned with what they're allowed to do or what not allowed to do at Christmas right now than with anything else. And also, of course, the big concern is what tier is everyone in? That's what we're going to find out tomorrow. We're going to be talking to uh, uh, various representatives from around the country uh, about the, the bid, really, to people fighting not to be in tier three, which, of course, kills off all hospitality. Very few parts of the country, we think, are going to be in tier one. Um, 
tier two is pretty pretty devastating as well. But certainly, we know lots of northern cities likely to be in tier three. London, that's the big fight. Whether or not London ends up being a, such an economic powerhouse, uh, killing off the hospitality trade in London. Well, I mean, that that'll be gone, frankly, once and for all. There'd be very few restaurants that survive that. Uh, but but that that is the big battle going on. And of course, we know that the government says they're not they're not having they're not doing any negotiations with local mayors at all about these things. They are going to make their pronouncement based on they say you know the facts and the figures. But um, we know an awful lot of the facts and the figures they get given are incredibly skewed. We've seen that from the ones that they've read out themselves. They've, they've been told off repeatedly by the uh, statistical authorities for doing so. So it's a bit. It's going to be a little bit of a I suppose because uh, fingernails uh, sort of you know eating time, isn't it? We're all going to be rather worried about which tier we're going to be in. Yeah, and I do think if, you know, the majority of the country ends up in tier two, then there really wasn't a point in outlining what tier one was. You just got all our hopes up that we were going to be able to do certain things, and actually no one is. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'm, I'm concerned about, you know, the, the strength of these tiers, because the impact... It, it, I'm struggling to articulate just how grim it's going to be <laughs> and going to stay. We're just going to say, we've just been told, I, I, I don't know who it is, I haven't got their name, but someone's just uh, text, texted in to say, Dear Julia, would you mind playing a different record? All you do is moan. Sorry about that. Maybe, you know, I don't know, go, go watch GMB or something and they'll be telling you how wonderful it is to be told who you can and can't meet on Christmas Day. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.